Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Her podcast. We have a very, very, very special guest here today, my mum. And we're on a little holiday. Mum, do you want to let everyone know where we are? Um, today we are at my father's, like Leanne's mm. granddad's uh, home. He's sadly dead now, um, but um, it's in Kerrykeel in Donegal. Uh, and we're looking on to Mulroy yeah. Bay. So we're going to give you a little, if our people are watching on YouTube, you would like to see this, for everybody listening at home, we're just giving you a little preview of the incredible view looking out at Mulroy Bay. So this is where we came growing up, isn't it, Mum? Yeah, I'm up at my uncle Colm's house just now. We're just a uh, house just down the field from here. Nice. Yeah, good, good, good. So I've, I've actually not been here since my uh, granddad sadly passed away. So yeah, it's nice to be back and to see it again. It's been quite a while since we're last here. Um, but it's spring and it is just so sunny. It's been like the best week to come, isn't it? It's been, been gorgeous. And we've been lovely. on a Irish boot camp. What have we done? We went and went to run with them Gaelic football. <laughs> my cousin convinced me to come round and try Gaelic football. We did a hike of Murkish. Is it called Murkish? Murkish. Mount Muckish. Which is like the highest mountain in Donegal? Third highest mountain oh, right, in Donegal. Shoot me down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to check that. I need to check that. And then we went kayaking this morning, so we've been so busy. We're meant to run tonight, but we're actually going to patch that and we're going to do a bingo instead. So um, mum's going to just do a little podcast with us today and share a bit of your life because You've been a huge inspiration to me, and I think I am the woman I am today from yourself. Oh, thank the you. The best role model. So, um, if you are listening on the podcast, I'm actually just painting mum's nails just now. We thought we'll do our nails while we're having a little chat. Um, just really kind of casual here, but it means you get your nails done at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm done for tonight. So. Yeah, so I'm just going to take my shoes off actually and get a wee bit comfier. Right, okay, cool, awesome. So, mum, what was I like as a little kid? Um... She was quite determined and very shy. What about, you say before I was even born? Uh, before she was even born, I was telling her earlier on today that um, it was like something out of the aliens. Uh, I was lying back on the couch and um, you know how, like, when you're a mother, you get movement and whatever. Uh, this was actually my whole skin coming up and the heel moving right along and she was ready to come out. Uh, when we went to the hospital, she was born within four hours wow. uh, and she was born the day that they predicted. They weren't always good at predicting days then. I still don't think they are, to be honest. Uh, Kevin, he was about my seven brother. days late and... Leanne's younger sister was seven days late. Oh, was she? You were over yeah. with Chloe? Yeah, we were over with Chloe as yeah. well. It's actually quite interesting. If you look at my big brother's certificate and mine, birth certificate, I was born on 16-16, so 16th hour, 16 minutes past, so 16 minutes past four. Uh-huh. And then Kevin was 17-17. Uh-huh. How weird is that? How do you know that? i seen it on her birth certificates, and wow. I was like, that is spooky. But I, didn't, I don't know what Chloe is, but I've not yeah. checked Chloe, but yeah. So, Chloe was during the night, wasn't she? And she was during the night. She yeah. no, she wasn't. Uh, she was um, wasn't um, long 
uh, delivering her. It was mm-hmm. only like a couple hours or something like that. Yeah. But um, it was about a week after her time. Yeah. Uh, so what was I like? Right, okay, dying to get out of the womb. I came out. What was I like? Uh, Big oh. dark hair, wasn't it? She had thick dark hair. So did Kevin. Um, and she was nine, six. She was a big uh, baby. Rianne was one of the. He- she was the heaviest <laughs> baby. Uh, she was nine, six. Kevin was nine, three, and Le- uh, Chloe was nine. Uh, big Rianne, babies then. Uh, and she was quite chunky. <laughs> uh, but she, she was. She was a fantastic child, but. Um, if she didn't want to do something, she never done it. Yeah, what do you mean um, by that? Give us an example. Uh, she, where we were, where she grew up, there was a lot of uh, mothers and families were all round about the same age, but they seemed to be a lot more boys. Yeah, yeah maybe I would Kevin's say so. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot more boys that all hung, hung about together. Yeah, I just remember um, wanting to hang about with um, Kevin, my big uh, brother and his friends. I just wanted to hang about with them in there. But then at one stage they all got a bit too big for me, I think. Aye, they didn't so, want you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a wee girl that lived next door and um, her mum always tried to get uh, Leanne over to play with her and Leanne just wasn't having it. Uh, and she 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 preferred the company adults. She loved uh, like her aunties and my next door neighbour was we were really close and she used to go long walks mm-hmm. with a dog and um, oh she just if she had it in mind she wouldn't no matter what we done you wouldn't you know mix even at school she was mm. you know you didn't like a a big a groups <laughs> you didn't like big groups of people or uh, and then when you were uh, we were talking about that I've talked about that a few times when she was um, nursery uh, she was born in the February, so she still would have been four, and she could have went to school in the June. Mm-hmm. Um, but between myself and the nursery teacher, we decided that um, best to keep her back because she was so shy. <laughs> she was really, really shy, and she would sort of curry into you, you know, at times. Yeah. Um, but it was a good. It was. It was the best thing for her. Because even after that, you were still quite shy mm. when you went to school. Um, shy and... You weren't shy amongst my friends or adults mm. or people you knew, but yeah, I don't think you like big crowds. Nah. I think that's quite true, that, to be fair. Mm. And I remember Liz, who was mum's neighbour, mum's friend, she was kind of like an auntie Liz, wasn't she? So she uh, had her dog, Tanya, I think it was Tanya. Tanya yeah. And oh my God, like if I seen Liz out in the garden someday, then I'd be straight out in the garden like, hey Liz, can I come and hang out with I you know, and have it, Tanya? Like I just loved being, and I'd even mm. go up to Lizzie's and stay, stay overnight and stuff, mm. didn't I? Oh, you loved it. I, did I think, love and it. Liz never had a wee girl. So yeah. she used to love that, you know, sitting yeah. with Chloe. I'd come back from work in the two then, maybe sitting out Sunday Chloe in the and garden. <laughs> Oh, so Leanne. I do this all the time. All the time. And all I've, the time. Started, I've started calling my little sister Chloe Lola. <laughs> so I go Lola. <laughs> and she goes oh, like, why are you calling me your dog's name? I'm absolutely fine when you don't, you know, like, so I've, I've, I'm just in with Chloe yeah. and that's it. But um, it always catches me out. <laughs> so very quiet kid, kept back in nursery. 
Um, I didn't like sleepovers. Um, I, I, yeah, I just liked my own company, I think, and I just felt more me around adults and lots of little girls and stuff. I just didn't really like mm. that company. Even when in holiday, you think you would try and make me go to like the kids' clubs. Oh, definitely. On holiday. And you used to always think when uh, you did go on holiday, not that we went a lot of holidays. No, no, no. We only had about one or something. A couple, didn't we? yeah, a handful. And. Uh, you would just think, oh, hopefully I meet someday. I really do hope she'll meet someday. So were you worried about me at any point, thinking, God, she's a bit too shy or she's not got any friends? I remember I struggled with friends in primary school, but did you ever worry about me or did you just think no, she'll be fine? No, I just kind of probably you just knew you were fine, you were fine, but you just weren't... Um, it just you decided and, you know, especially if it was a group of three girls or something like that... Mm. Um, I felt as if you were always getting left out and you'd come home and tell me these stories and I'd be like, oh, feeling so sick and worried about you then, but only because, oh, you know, because you were upset. Mm. But, yep, and then I guess, like, when did you maybe see me come more out my shell then? When do you think you seem maybe more like the Leanne you see today? Can you think of a time when you maybe seen that come out of me? Oh, definitely when... uh, is it six year at school? Mm. Uh, and you seem to be like Jamie, is it? Was that for yeah. Jamie and whatever you, you, you Jamie didn't... Jamie was my gay best friend. He ah. came he came out in first year. I was the first mm. person he told he was gay. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, All right, uh, <laughs> that's fine. And, and I, I told you Jamie was gay, what uh, did you say? I said, How does anybody know they're gay at that age? <laughs> um that was that wasn't a big thing out. Then yep. it was a yeah, bit yeah. more than what it would have been. It was definitely early days then, still, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Um, but I think um, probably later on in secondary, uh, you didn't feel you needed to. You, you kind of tend to like hanging about with boys more, didn't you? Mm. You know, you felt comfortable with boyfriends rather than. Yeah, guy friends, friends, not like uh-huh. actual boyfriends. So I didn't really. You were always close to Michaela, weren't you? you mm. Close to Michaela. Yeah, right. Um, you can give them. But um, I don't think you. You had a big group of friends. Because we're actually going to interview um, my little sister here today. She plays football. But do you feel like maybe going into dancing? Because I did a lot of dancing and I did solo dancing mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, do you think maybe you see me get more confident from doing stuff um, like that? Um, I think you were. Uh, definitely helped. I think anything like that for children does help, like mm. drama and dancing and stuff like that and especially performing in front of people mm. and they used to worry at the beginning but uh, no you were absolutely fine yeah and I think at one point you had a solo dance on your own mm. and you managed that fine as well and we yeah. all and I can keep my eyes off you I'd be just looking and go looking why you know even if somebody spoke to each other I was like why they're not looking at yeah, yeah, we love to dance, uh, don't we? Yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. So let's move on to you because you're the main person that I wanted oh. to have on here. <laughs> and that's Sai is showing that you're just like, you don't want to talk about yourself, but I think you should know how hugely inspirational you have been to me. So let's start telling everybody how awesome you actually are and mm-hmm. everything you've been through, everything you've done. So um, how did, like, obviously, 
you and dad had a divorce very early on so I think I was oh I was also going to say if my accent's a little bit funny when I'm in Ireland I seem to pick up an Irish twang so talk quicker I start talking really Irish that's why so you'll probably be thinking why is Leanne talking so weird this week hopefully I'll have my my Scottish accent back very soon but anyway so you were a single parent and a lot of families around there you you were probably one of the first people to really get divorced. I remember kind of back then, it, it wasn't really a lot. Of, no, a lot of people around no. us didn't have their parents. Probably was, I was yeah. kind of um, in the kind of street we stayed and mm. whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, probably was. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone else mm-hmm. was divorced. Mm-hmm. So we were probably the first family in the neighbourhood that mm-hmm. um, did have a broken family. And obviously for you, you kept me and Kevin and kept the house and... Like you could have maybe not have worked and and went and got on benefits and and maybe chose that route, but you were still very driven when mm-hmm. we were kids, weren't you? And you went you went mm-hmm. into more work mm-hmm. if anything. You were working more than ever when you had us. So, mm. how did you manage working, think... being a single mum, the transition from being mm-hmm. a single mum and working? Mm-hmm. How did you find it all? I think uh, first of all, you've got to get over the shock at all and whatever, mm. but. Um, yeah, at the beginning it's hard, you're worried and you're worrying on your own mm. because you were still young and, you know, like, so I had my sisters to talk to and um, things like that, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a happy time, mm. but um, I was proud of what I achieved, like, buying a house with your dad at the mm-hmm. time and, um you know, like, so I was proud at the fact that I had a job, a full-time job, and it was quite a good job. Um, mm. So you you don't want to go back the way. Uh, you know it's going to be a struggle, and you know it's going to be hard. And um, But I must say, I met a lot of really good people in the way I le- along the road, mm. and, um, you know, people that helped me. Uh, and I think... Um, obviously the job I was in I kind of had to give it up because I wasn't coping with splitting up Mm. so I left that job and started something not so stressful and then thought right come on you're better than this you need to you know get yourself a better job Um, so I got myself a better job and I met my friend it's still my friend today two of my friends actually Uh, Mary to start off with I worked in the office with her as a cash managing all the money mm-hmm. uh, and um, they sort of helped me out we talked and we laughed and mm. when there was tears I had them and um, you know I think they sort of supported me and helped me through it mm. um, and then uh, I ended up having to take a second job because obviously there was a lot of bills to pay and whatever. So I had this uh, job as office supervisor and then I took a night job in a pub because there was bills needing to be paid and things like that. And then my area manager got to hear about it and Mary was going, oh, that's terrible. This is my friend's, her name's the same as mine. She's got terrible that Mary has to do this. And he ended up, he promoted me, uh, the manager, and a manager oh, of this, and gave me extra hours so I never had to go out at mm-hmm. night Aww. and work at night. Yeah. So it's funny the people you meet along the way that 
really sort of respect who you are and what you're doing and yeah the you know they help you out so that was yeah. good oh that's amazing that's mm-hmm. amazing and that's amazing for mary as well to like see you're struggling and to stand mm-hmm. up for you and to create that opportunity for you as well uh, that's definitely. amazing for mary isn't it definitely. so how did you feel having like obviously me and kevin like i kind of said to you earlier like i feel mum having to go to work like i didn't know any different but like obviously me and kevin had to do a lot for ourselves, didn't mm-hmm. we um, I'll tell a funny story I don't know if I told you this but mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> I remember one day you came home and we hadn't tidied up and I just heard you coming in and you might have had a bad day at work or something I don't know but you were you were like this house is a mess and me and Kevin ran into the bedroom and shut the door and held the door shut <laughs> and you're like this house is a pigsty like shouting at us and we were like oh my god we didn't tidy up and then from then Every time you came home, I was like, right, I need to get the washing on, we need to get our uniforms ironed, like, let's get dinner on, which was cheesy mm-hmm. pasta for me and Kevin. Oh, <laughs> Craft cheesy pasta. Like, we did so much. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, and yeah. I was so glad you got to that stage, because yeah. when you first had to do it at the beginning, because we had kind of child minders try to help out here yeah. and then, but then you had to pay the child minder. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then... What I would do, I would go and I'd make the sandwiches up and, yeah. you know, leave a cup so you wouldn't. And it'd be simple things. And then when you started cooking, it was great. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. oh, thank God. We were know? really, like, and I think oh, it's, like, yeah, one of the definitely. best things. Like, I'm so set in my ways. Like, I'm so, like, and I'm very independent. But I think that's because you did go off and work. And we we knew you had to go work. Like, I didn't ever go off. Was ever, like, mum, don't go to work to do everything? No, I think you were... Nah. Um, really uh, supportive yeah and uh, you seem to understand from a really young age that uh, you know I had to go and work and Mm. um, you know you were brilliant kids Mm. uh, you know um, you were and I think if I had to worry about you or had you were at school and things were happening but I didn't I didn't have like police at the door you were I used to get up to a lot but I don't think I heard the half no, especially Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mm. no, you. Uh, I was lucky that uh, you were good kids. Yeah, you were good kids. Yeah, and like again, like we're so independent. We cooked, we did everything, mm-hmm. and then like just school uniforms and stuff. I just think it's such great skills to have that we just look oh, after you how to look after ourselves because. I think Chloe gets oh. a bit more. Chloe's oh. a different generation. <laughs> she's listening. Sorry, Chloe. But she does get a little bit more looked after oh. than uh, me and oh. Kevin. Oh. <laughs> and it shows. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. So let's move on to that. So um, what age did you have me and Kevin at? Well, what time? What age did you have Kevin at? Uh, Kevin, I was 24. 24. God, 10 years younger than me. Now, yeah. 24. And I think you were about 20. 29, 28, 29. Mm, yeah. That worked out. That enough. Uh, there's three years between well, three, I'm four years between me and Kevin. Now, so. Aye, I knew you were going to drop that in, so everybody goes, Oh, you don't look 60. No, not at all. <laughs> I was going to say, take 34 away from 60. No, oh, no, no. Well, if you had Kevin at what? 20? What is 24. 24. So you had me at 28 then. Uh-huh. 28, 27. Uh-huh. 28, 29. Uh-huh, you had me because there's only a couple uh-huh. of months between uh-huh. us for the four years mm-hmm. um and then when did you have chloe uh, i think around about 41 mm-hmm. 42 yeah mm-hmm. so that was a big gap so i was 15 so it was almost like you were just getting us out the nest 
and then you were having another one coming in. So, like, how did you find the difference with them? Well, let's say from having kids the first time to then having kids mm-hmm. the second time. I think things were really different. Um, mm. I wasn't out working as much when you were younger. Um, mm. Like, when you were... Babies. Babies. Um, and uh, you're younger and you've got more energy and more time, you know. Um, more time. But when I had Chloe... Uh, I was at university, I was going to university, uh, you know, there was a lot going on, mm. I just lost my brother, um, we were studying at the time and loads going on and I used to, I used to feel quite tired a lot, mm. but now I don't know if it's what was going on at the time. Um, I mean, I feel as if I'm still a mother than now. I've still got <laughs> like three teenagers in the house, uh, and but uh, yeah, I think um, you just get on with it, and you just do what you do, and mm. you know, you you can't beat yourself up thinking, oh, I should be doing this or whatever. It just comes natural, and I think mm. um, you deal with situations as you go on in life. Yeah, um, I think you said to me as well that you felt with Chloe it was more relaxed because obviously you just had to, so you knew why you were maybe crying or you mm, knew the stages mm-hmm. that you were going through. So it's a wee bit less stressful in that sense that you mm-hmm. knew she was going to be fine. Especially when they're babies, because yeah. um, when you first have your baby, you're like, oh my god, what's wrong? You know what's wrong? Mm. And I remember being like that with Kevin, not so much with you, um, but um, when I had Chloe and she was a baby, and I think she came out of the hospital and slept for a day and a half. <laughs> And, like, my sister was going, she not woke up yet? And mm. everybody's going, she not woke up yet? You know, and I'm going, she's fine. You know, she was yeah. lying there healthy, warm. She took a big bottle when she got home and that yeah. was her, you yeah. know. But, no, you don't have uh, that um, panic or anything. You're more mm. relaxed, definitely. And I think another thing we're saying as well, like, we say this all the time, but you maybe having Chloe later in life is probably why you're so young and active right now. Because mm, oh, she's like, if you just had me and never had any other kids, like, they do say, like, when life slows down, you slow down. Oh, definitely. So you're non-stop with the girls. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, things, like, they make you do more, like, you know... Going, oh no, I can't be bothered. Come on, come on, mum, please, <laughs> please do this, do this. And you're like, oh god. And then you do it, and then you realise you really enjoyed what you've done. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and then you listen to stories, and you know, a lot of people, women end up in the house on their own, mm. you know, especially when they're 60 and they just yeah. out, the kids are away, they maybe have the grandkids, but I hear all the drama, all the, <laughs> the stuff that's going on, and it does, it keeps your mind healthy as well. Yeah, yeah, having mm-hmm. the girls there, I think that's been uh-huh. good for you for sure. Um, and how did you feel like? Obviously, knowing you were pregnant again, were you a wee bit like, oh, holy hell, like I'm 41, 42? Like, we, did you have any worries or, or concerns? Or were you? Um, I think, uh, no, I just accepted it mm-hmm. that I was expecting again, and um, you know, uh, that was it, you know. And yeah. I think at one point I was told by a fortune teller after you, all oh, right, yeah, that, yeah, and it was a good while after you that I was going to have an, and well, I made I them do my that. reading again. And yeah, um, something to do with an egg, it was, oh, I don't know, but anyway, um, they was, said about me or something, I was going to be in a lab coat uh-huh. or very caring and uh-huh. caring for people or something. Uh-huh. This is Kevin, <laughs> this is, well, you did end up because mind you, went I was in you, lab coats. Name, you got yeah. a white coat. 
uh, Kevin was going to travel. You, you, they could see him on a plane and travelling. Mm. You know, so that kind of, um, and I wouldn't need to worry about you at all. Mm. She told me. Oh, really? Uh huh. Oh, I was not funny. need to worry about you at all. Yeah, I remember you getting that reading. Um, that's funny. Aye, so, um, aye, so that was it, really. Yeah. Just, um, what, was, what were we talking about? I just that? said when you turn, turn in 42, 41, because oh. obviously there's more risks that having children older, mm. like in terms of their health, your health, like. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any worries? But no, I feel like from just even chatting to you just now, I feel like you don't think too far ahead. You just take with what's in front of you and you just kind of take it a step at a time and just let it all evolve rather because what a lot of people do is think of all the bad things that can go wrong in mm-hmm. a couple of years' time, whereas mm-hmm. it seems like you're just like, right, well, this is the situation, so let's mm-hmm. just go with it and see what happens. Uh, I think you are. Uh, I was fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, obviously, you, you, the thing you think about is what is the coil be when mm. I was going to be, like, uh, 60 now. 60. She's 18, 19 um, this year. Yeah, like, do you know what? Crazy. No. Yeah. No. Amazing. Awesome. So, um, you, like, you've kind of dropped a, a wee bit already, but, like, obviously you had Chloe, and then we got made redundant, so me and mum worked together. Mum got me a job in Summerfield, um, and you were the manager in Summerfield, and, um, we obviously got made redundant, so we got a little mm-hmm. payout, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And then out of all the things you could have chose to do, mum decides she's going to get a nursing degree. <laughs> so you were like, what, 48? Uh, 40, uh-huh. 46. 46. 46. 46. Uh, yeah, that'd be right, 46, four years at uni. So uh-huh. what happened? Why did you... Like, cause a lot of people would think, I'm too old, I can't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And you told me actually yesterday why you actually thought that, so... How did it come into your head? I think as well um, that when times were different when I was younger and like when you were just kind of more or less, uh, you had to go out and work mm. and that was it and you never had, oh, which I want you be or whatever and I thought, oh, you know, I maybe um, do something I want you to do now. And I've got a wee bit extra money there to pay the mortgage and I can maybe, you know, do something that I want to do. And mm-hmm. that's how I went into nursing. Uh, I, I was absolutely terrified. Um, you said to me when we were at Kevin's graduation. Oh, that was uh, yeah. that was quite inspiring as well, that there was... Um, Kevin had his masters in London, and me and Leanne mm-hmm. had went there, and uh, there was a gentleman that was um, getting his masters at seventy. I think he was seventy-two or seventy-five, something like that. And yeah. I used to think, "Wow, my God!" You know, he's like so old. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do That's that? That's maybe another ten years. I know. That's and crazy. Then, I thought, oh, now I think, oh my God, just don't stop, you know, just don't stop, um, you know, never think you're too old for anything, and also learning is brilliant, you know, I think, um, and when you're old, uh, you can draw into yourself mm-hmm. and see, like, uh, one of my friends, Mary, I often say to her, you know, when you're in your house yourself, you're not speaking to anybody, mm. you're not, and you lose the, the communication with other people, and 
Um, but when you're out doing stuff, learning, you're keeping your, uh, you know, your brain active and things mm-hmm. like that. But no, yeah. I do love it. I love yeah. learning different things and yeah. And you, know. you um, at going through school, so obviously you had Chloe, and you were kind of a single mum again then. And uh, so you were, you were, Chloe was in nursery, and I remember you would get up, drive Chloe to nursery, go study all day, come back, pick Chloe up, home, pretty much, wasn't it? It was mm-hmm. pretty non-stop with Chloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because and you'd done um, the, the uh, nursing, 50% of it is academic, mm. and 50% of it you need to go into the hospitals. Yeah. So you had to work full-time like a nurse. Mm. and study as well yeah oh that so, was it yeah so you were working uh-huh. I knew you were working but I couldn't uh-huh. think what you but were doing I but then also had a job at the weekend yeah that was caring oh uh, right yeah to make extra money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we done that so you were um, non-stop and oh it was hard work yeah it was really hard and I think the same thing happened to me obviously I went to university as well and I really struggled with writing essays and like my English and I struggled to keep up with everybody else I remember phoning you one time just crying I was like I can't do this do you remember that mm-hmm. I, I remember what remember. Commu- computer room I was in and I was trying to write this politics uh, essay or I can't remember what it was on but I was just really struggling with it and I still had like a week to do it and I was just like I don't know how to do this and then I went for some tests and I found out I was dyslexic and then the same happened to you at university mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so obviously that yeah. made it harder for you is being dyslexic mm-hmm. and well, I think going back uh, into learning at a later uh-huh. age as well. And then I think um, when I get told I was dyslexic, I was so emotional. I mm-hmm. cried and cried when they told me because you have no idea how many things I wanted to do when I was younger. Mm. And I feel quite emotional talking about this, but um, being dyslexic, uh, not knowing and the struggles and the disappointment in my mum's face when I never, you know, got good marks at school mm. and whatever. And you just wanted to please people and you didn't, you know, you didn't know that there was this um, part of your brain that wasn't working right or, mm. you know, you needed a different way. And there must have been loads of people like me, um, loads of people, you know, yeah. that suffered that and it is frustrating. But uh, that's another thing I had to put behind me. There's nothing you can do about it now. Yeah. Um, you know, don't be bitter, don't be angry. Just get on with your life and, yeah. you know, learn now the way you can learn, you know. Yeah. So what a side your left side? Oh, hold on, this side here. <laughs> well, you're dyslexic. Some some people do. Everybody's different with their dyslexia, but you do struggle with left and right. So you you've always struggled with that, but you mm-hmm. never knew why, and you'd feel stupid as if there's stuff wrong with you, or you you struggle to like pronunciate stuff. Like I do that quite a lot in this podcast. I can't pronounce words, oh, so I just no, I wing it, or I say the wrong word, but. Yeah, it's really frustrating when you don't know that you've got that and you think, is there something wrong with me? I used to go to spelling classes at school and I'd be in the spelling classes with all these younger kids and people just, that didn't work hard and I worked so hard and I was like, why am I in a spelling class? But the reason I say the left and right is because at kayaking this morning, I was kayaking and the guy said, he, he was facing me, so he's like, hold it really hard with your right hand and then twizzle it with your left. So it took me until 30 minutes to go, oh, that's my left hand. So I'd been doing it the wrong way. So then as soon as I straightened like my right hand and got a harder grip, Mm. my right hand, I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Like the whole way I was so tough with my left Mm. hand. And he's like, are you left-handed? I was like, no. (laughs) 
Oh. And then also I had my batten, my, what mm-hmm. would you call it, my sail? I don't know what uh-huh. you call that, my rower. I had my rower <laughs> upside down as well, so it was great fun. Oh. Anyway, right, so amazing, and it was really inspirational to come along to your fifth year. You, was your fi- you were 50, you were graduating from uni, and I'd just graduated as well, I think. And you then, just graduated before me. Yeah, uh-huh, and then you graduated me. after uh-huh. me, and it was just like, bloody hell, mum's 50, and she's just got a nursing degree. And it just made you kind of realise like how much life you've got and you can change direction and you can learn mm-hmm. stuff and you can do stuff. You don't need to just stick to the one job forever and never do anything again. Like you've said earlier, like your life is so long and yeah, if you're in your 30s, like, oh my God, it's still so young, isn't I it? Know. Your 30s, I you know. don't realise how much life we've got ahead of us and you should just take more opportunities and make the most oh, of the life that you've got. Definitely. And um, I think uh, that's a big thing what you were talking mm. about there is... Um, you know, don't ever think you're too old. And, yeah. you know, when I split up with your dad, I was about yeah. 31, 32, and I, I thought I was an old woman. I thought yeah. my days were, it's you crazy. know, going to be at home. That was me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so glad that, you know, that I got it back in my head, you know, come on, you know, yeah. like, get on with it. Yeah. So, with you... um graduated from uni and then one other question that we we're nearly finished guys we've got a few more questions we want to cover with mum but you found love later in life yeah yeah, yeah. we'll uh, chat about that as well <laughs> <laughs> so how did you feel finding love later in life um i think uh, you know when when you find somebody when you're in your 50s uh there, there is something about it it's like a uh, Obviously, he had his family, his name's Mark, and he had his family and I had my family. It's hard to gel families together, um, but me and Mark are at a stage in our life that we we are really, really happy. We've got a good family. I've got two, as uh, Mark's still staying with me, uh, and Chloe. Uh, and I think we're all, you know, I, I'm just at such a good point. He uh, adores me mm-hmm. and I, I really feel blessed. I feel blessed with all my children. I feel yeah. blessed with uh, Holly and Katie, uh, you and Kevin and Chloe. I feel mm-hmm. a really, really lucky person now. Yeah. And now it's me and Mark's turn. We're like, yeah, we're going to <laughs> They're just back from a nine-week cruise. Don't start with cruise talk because you'll be here all day telling us all the stories. But we won't go there. But yeah, I guess for you, when you're 32, divorced, single mum, and it's just realising like your better years are actually ahead of you, not behind you. Oh, I definitely. And that you will find love again. And, and like you, I think you mentioned earlier as well, is that when you do find love, you actually pick someone you want to spend your time with. And I don't know, I think you said something like that, didn't you? I think uh, what we said is you want to spend your old age with and, um, you know, he's went through his stage of life and all Mm -hmm. these ups and downs and you appreciate and you try harder for each Mm -hmm. other. Um, When you're with somebody, you you start taking them for granted, don't you? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when you've been through split ups and that you've got to think to yourself wait a minute am I being selfish here or he and he'll say to me as well that he thinks that as well you know yeah. uh, maybe maybe sometimes I take you for granted but I don't mean to you know yeah. and yeah Good. we get back on track again but not saying we don't argue we argue but we always <laughs> uh, we have 
celebrate our times together. Amazing. So there's a hope out there for any of our single yeah, ladies. Definitely. Lots of time. <laughs> so I got I put on my Instagram before doing this podcast if anyone had any questions to ask mum. So one of them was Rachel. She said, how, how you felt going back into studying in later life? So obviously, Rachel's one of our members, so I guess I've maybe told mm-hmm. her that story. So we've covered that. We've got Marlies, who has asked, what's your favourite mantras to live by? Have you got any favourite quotes? Or maybe you've mentioned some today about no matter uh, how life, bad life gets. Uh-huh. And then what we, we spoke about something a while ago. What was it? If I knew then... Mm-hmm. What I know now, you know, uh, I think you would stop putting yourself down mm-hmm. and uh, believe in yourself more. Yeah. Uh, and I certainly have come to a stage in my life that I've accepted that, uh, you know, you need to start, you know, believing more in yourself. I always feel sorry that somebody feels sorry for me and just say that was good or that, you know, never believing that I was really good at that, you yeah. know. But yeah, you need to believe in yourself, definitely. Good. I love that. Great one. Um, one of our members, Alana, has asked, uh, what's a funny story from when Leanne was little? Uh, well, I think there's a few funny ones. <laughs> This is a terrible one, actually. Oh, I don't think I'll ever live this one down. Yeah, I, I don't uh, think I'll ever live it down. Uh, um, we didn't have that much money. And Leanne had a birthday party coming up. It wasn't my birthday. It was going to someone's birthday, wasn't it? Oh, I got invited right. to a party. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She got invited to a party. So I'm out shopping while she's at school and going, right, what can I get her? What? So I'm over in the sales items. Now... Older parents will realise what I'm talking about, but you probably don't. <laughs> when you get pyjamas, you get pyjamas that look pyjamas. Uh, now you get nice to wee pyjamas that look quite cool and whatever, but at that time, they were either striped or whatever. So I'm in this shop and I'm looking away and I went, oh, that's a nice wee outfit there. And it was a wee cream top. And a wee teddy bear on it. And like pink leggings with pink wee bears all down it. I think they were cream. They were cream, were they cream? in colour. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it was all cream in colour. So I thought, oh, that's nice. So I put this and I went up to the counter and it was in the sale. And I would go, oh, that's all right. And what I'll buy is a nice cream ribbon mm-hmm. to go with that. So I'm ironing away at the ribbon and fixing it in Leanne's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, when she came back from that party, oh so I, 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 I just remember being at the party, having a lovely time being this kid that doesn't like being around a lot of people. I was actually kind of enjoying myself. Maybe this is why I don't like hanging out with people. Maybe this is the problem. So basically, I was at this party and one of the wee girls comes up to me and just looks at my outfit and she's like, you're wearing my pyjamas. <laughs> Oh, she says, I've got the same pyjamas. Yeah, you're wearing my pyjamas, or that's my pyjamas. And I was oh. just like, oh my God, I am wearing pyjamas to a party. <laughs> and she came in and you were such a huff when you came in. Oh my God, I felt the same. I think I slept well that night. I felt so bad. Oh, oh that is terrible. So yeah. it was. Right, well. And there was another one, um was the donkey. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember the I donkey. remember I had this purple velvet hat. It's actually where we are just now in Ireland. Grandad had some donkeys up in the back field, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Best, best. Best, his name was. So, uh-huh. Best the beer. So, we went up to see Best. And uh, 
I had this purple hat on and she picked it off my head with her teeth, didn't she? Mm-hmm. So it was only tiny. So then my granddad put it on her head and she loved it, didn't she? Oh. She wouldn't give me it back. So then we took it off her and we put it back on me. It was like velvet with like jewels on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I remember mm-hmm. that hat so well. And I... Yeah, the end up just pulling night, it back off my head again. Uh, I don't know if you were trying to put the hat on your granddad or whatever. Uh, my dad, he was just probably going into his 40s, late 40s then. Would you have been that, Leanne? Maybe 50s, right, yeah. uh, maybe 50s, I'd say. 50s, probably. Yeah. I could have been older than that, 50s. actually. And uh, Leanne maybe. is uh, up at the top of his head. I was climbing up here, like this. On the couch, round about. And I got round behind him. And she said, and she's looking away, and then she looked at my granddad, and he says, eh, Granddad's got a big hole in his head. <laughs> and it was a baldy patch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, oh, everyone was kissing themselves. Oh. Right, awesome. So um, we do have another question from Katie Gillis, who said, Who's your favourite daughter? But I don't think we'll answer that. I don't have favourites. No, and I don't then. Have we Sheeran, you know Sheeran? No, we Sheeran, she Sheeran. Well, she's asked, how did you bring up the most beautiful, confident daughter who is always smiling, which is very sweet. So thank you for that question. That's Aww. very kind. Um, but yeah, that says, I guess one more question that I would just ask, like I've said earlier, just for us to finish the podcast is that you, like I said, you can clearly tell from this podcast that you have <laughs> just managed to just kind of keep showing up and keep being driven and keep being the best even now like mum's learning how to play learning how to speak Spanish like you constantly want to learn and you constantly want to be better you're constantly driven and it's just like we're like obviously with this podcast being called lead her we're talking about women who are leading women who are Mm -hmm. confident women who are helping each other just so you guys can learn from all our stories so like who do you feel was like maybe a woman who was like a leader to you or was someone that inspired you growing up Mm -hmm. that maybe gave you that drive to Keep being better. Does anyone I think, come to mind? Um, probably, truthfully, it was all women. Mm. Um, my auntie Bernie, uh, I used to look up to her and just think she was amazing. Um, like my mum and none of my aunties drive, you know, drove cars mm. at the time. Um, but there was another auntie that did drive, but my auntie Bernie, she drove, she worked, uh, she had a uh, you know, plans of building her own house and she did uh, build a house, one of the houses that are down there. there. And she was lovely as well. And I always used to look up to her. Yeah. And I was like, I hope we'd love to be like her. Yeah. Um, Also, another friend of mine, Stephanie, um, she was one of the only managers Mm -hmm. um, in the company that I worked for. Yeah. And that was um, like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had hard times as well, you know, it was very, very, very difficult for her because, yeah. uh, you know, a group of men together and, you know, she wouldn't be part of all this. And she went on to sort of um, been right next to the sort of area manager or divisional manager doing all his work as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And also she's seen something in me that uh, she went on to promote me a mm-hmm. few a few different occasions she promoted me. Yeah. Um so definitely I would say them too. Yeah. Uh, but I would say there's you know, 
on the way, uh, my journey, it's been all women that have helped me yeah. out. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Perfect. Anything you would like to finish up on? Anything you'd like to add before we finish today? Yeah. Are you going to go and do some work now, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going down to do work some work. holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going down to say work. What I would say is uh, definitely looking at my daughters and my stepdaughters uh, looking now. I am so proud that the world has changed for women and mm-hmm. I think that um, it's it's a great thing. Uh, and again, you can't look back and regret things because that wasn't my time. These things weren't happening. Mm. But now, uh, go for it. And, you know, if you want to do something, uh, find a way of doing what you want to do. That's it. Amazing. Thank you. Do you enjoy that today? Yes. Yeah. Bit nervous. Ah, don't you look nervous at all. No. And do you know what? Actually, I thought you were going to come on and do your... Your professional voice. Mum has a professional voice which goes, oh, hello. And, and, and you talk then posh. So I was like, I wonder what version you're going to get on the podcast. But I think painting your nails just kind of distracted you a little bit. So you've got nice fresh nails. You're going to go crack on with work. So uh-huh. thank you so much for doing this today. I honestly Aww. think you're incredible. And, and, th- and thanks for being an amazing daughter. I am <laughs> so, so lucky. <laughs> Um, thank you no thank you so much and thank you so much for listening guys and just as always if you've got any questions for mum or anything you, would you ever mind if someone wants to ask not, you a question not at all just give me not a message on Instagram about email kids, me about, uh, <laughs> if you're married just right come to me I'll tell get, you she's getting too comfortable now she's <laughs> going to take over the podcast maybe we'll get you babies, your own podcast babies <laughs> give them calpo they'll be fine <laughs> Right, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll speak to you all soon.